Welcome to Menswear by a Woman second season. Here come the men and my next guest. Um, so, uh, well, I can't tell you. When I came across his Instagram, it actually always gave me a smile. His name is Manish Puri and his Instagram is called The Daily Mirror. Now, if you haven't seen his Instagram, please go and have a look because he's got menswear in a different angle. He's just put menswear in a totally different angle and I'm going to get him on board and go from there onwards. Hi, Manish. Welcome to Men's Wear by a Woman. Second season. Here come thank the men. You. Thank you so much, Samela. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on board. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and thank you for the introduction as well. <laughs> that's right. Um, it's the truth about your Instagram. I must say, it, every time I see it, it brings me a smile. So, and I love your no, and I love your style. By the way, it's not just God. I know. I, I really, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're always very, very positive and appreciative. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, like I don't have particularly great photography skills you'll see it's mainly just selfies in a in a slightly dusty and dirty and damaged old mirror um and my style might not be to everybody's taste but i try and make it fun and irreverent and a bit silly and based largely around puns um as you can tell the daily mirror i kind of thought the the, the, the pun first and then the idea came after it um <laughs> so yeah that's that's kind of my my angle really. how did it all become like what made you want to do this by the way, Manish? Well, yeah, so there's a chap on Instagram called Gus VS9. He's a a Swedish um, sort of menswear figure. He's not not in the industry, um, but he has has quite a substantial following. Um, And he just, if if you've ever seen his Instagram page, he just dresses absolutely immaculately. His tailoring is is just, is is flawless. And he won an award um, on Permanent Style, which is kind of, you know, the preeminent menswear um, website. And the award was for best dressed man that's not in the industry. Okay. And when he received that award, he was had a, gave a little interview to Permanent Style. And he said something along the lines of, I'm going to paraphrase, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of, um, you can't just be a, a voyeur, you have to contribute something as, as well. Yep. And I kind of that really stuck, stuck, with, stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've literally been stealing ideas and inspiration from all these different menswear people, in, including Gus VS9. It would be nice to just participate in the conversation to, a, a, you know, to whatever limited extent I can. Um, so that's kind of why I decided to set up an account of my, my own. I think you were asking, it was, I think it was about mid-2019. And it was just, yeah, just to be a little bit involved in that conversation, to put something back in, because I was definitely taking a lot away from other people. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and what, what's your favourite menswear brand, though, that you've come across that's My made you want to do this? Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's a really tough one. I think <laughs> it, it does it does change, um, and, you know, okay. especially as, as my style it evolves and develops over time. But I think at the moment there's a couple of brands that always jump to mind. Um, on the on the tailoring side, it's the anthology. Okay. Um, the guys that are based out in out in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, they just. They, I mean, their, their, their product is 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 a beautiful suit and beautiful cut, 
but it's just they, they're very playful with their textures and their colors. They're not afraid of, of, of putting ensembles together that are kind of rooted in classicism, but they're not, there's, a, there's always a, a little playfulness to it, whether it's the color of something um, or how it's mixed with a particular accessory. And I, I, do, I do love how they, they do that. Um, and also, I've, you know, I've used them and just their, their customer service is, 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 is brilliant and second to none, I would say. Um, the other brand is Adret. And I think, I know, I know Ben Phillips mentioned them on a recent podcast and he's absolutely right. Adam Rogers and his partner Seto, um, who are behind Adret, they are, they're just doing something that's so beautiful, so chic, mm-hmm. so elegant, so relaxed and, 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 and sexy as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just the way they tell their story as well about their clothes. You just you kind of everything is cohesive. The whole wardrobe is cohesive. You go into their their showroom on um, Clifford Street in Mayfair. It feels right. The, the atelier that they've built in Indonesia, where they make most of their clothes, it it it, it, it is of a part of their brand as well. It's just it's absolutely it's absolutely beautiful what they pulled together. So I'd recommend. Um, anybody that hasn't discovered them, I'm sure most of your listeners probably have, but anybody that hasn't, I'd recommend checking out Dread massively. What's your, sorry, coming into menswear, right? Have you, I mean, did you, was it something accidentally done then? It wasn't something that you planned? Because your background isn't from no. menswear, is it? <laughs> well, not at all. No, it's as, it's as probably as far removed from menswear as you can. <laughs> so I, I, I work in, ins- I've got a maths degree and I work in insurance um and it's just always been kind of a, a bit of a of a side interest a side hobby um a bit of a passion yeah um and i think i think that's and that's just come about i, I always think about where, where it's come about i think it came from two places one is girls like li- literally when i was younger you know you're kind of trying to you're a bit shy you're a bit awkward how can you get yourself noticed <laughs> oh uh, if i dress a bit better then it's probably not going to harm my chances. So you try, you try, you try, you, you know, you try a little bit to dress a little bit better. Oh, bless you. Um, yeah, I try. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what most of the girls said as well. Um, but I think, but I think the real driver behind it, and the kind of the permission to do to use clothes in that way, yeah. was from from my dad because okay. like a- Asian parents, especially parents who have come across from India, sort of first generation, yeah, yeah. there's a there's a lot of saying no to stuff. There's a lot of like, no, you can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, you, you can't go there. You can't see that. Because I think they're, they're you know, I think things have relaxed a hell of a lot now since the 70s and 80s. But there was, there's a lot of holding on to the culture that they brought yeah. across with them and trying to preserve and protect that. And by, and with the fear that, you know, they don't want their children to become too westernized because if they do, then they'll be alienated from their own kids and they'll be kind of strangers in a strange land. Um, so they, so a lot of the things you get told no to, but the one thing that my dad would always say yes to is clothes. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is because his family um, ran, I think it's like a hosiery and knitwear business in Ludhiana, which is a okay. city in the north of India in the Punjab region. Right. Um, and uh, Ludhiana is kind of known as the Manchester of India. So there's lots of textile companies and manufacturers and tailors. So he was kind of in the business, or, his, or his, his family were in the business. Um, and on top of that, he was a massive Bollywood fan as well. So oh god, go my dad was as well. The movie. My, my dad, dad was as well. Yes, Manish, my, I can't tell you, Dilip Kumar. <laughs> Devanand, okay, and no, no, I know no one's going to understand who we're talking about, but these guys are like the biggest names in Bollywood, right? 
So exactly. completely, completely. I mean, I mean Dilip Kumar, my, as well. yeah, ex- my father's exactly. favourite was Dilip Kumar, you know. So all of you guys, that's your homework. Have a look at Dilip Kumar. Uh, <laughs> you know? my, yeah, my dad used to Dilip Kumar, the chocolate hero, I think he, my dad would call him. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he'd, he'd go and see these movies, sneak out of school to see these movies. Yeah. And then I guess because there's a, a, a shitload of tailors around that aren't charging very much money, yeah. he would go to them after the film and say, oh, I want that shirt like Dilip Kumar would wear, or I want those trousers like Rajesh Khanna. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, God, Rajesh so, Khanna. How can I forget Rajesh Khanna? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, blue eyes. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> um, so he he loved his clothes, and he was happy for us to enjoy clothes as well. Right. Like I, he, you know, he, he took me to buy a leather jacket. I didn't even want a leather jacket, but he's like, right, we're going to buy you a leather jacket. So I thought, I don't want it. I'm, I'm 10 years old. What am I going to do with a leather jacket? So, no, 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 come on. And he took me to the shops to buy a leather jacket. <laughs> so he was he was into it as much as we were. Um, it gave you kind of permission. He, that was one thing he would say yes to always. Like, oh, yeah. Dad, I, need, I, I need a new this. And like, yes. It's so funny because um, I wasn't into menswear when I was younger, right? I, I didn't even know I was going to become a menswear designer. And... But I, you know, in my um, interview in the podcast where Charles interviewed me, I would be taught, I was saying that, you know, I used to love what my dad used to wear, the suits and all that stuff. And it's really because on the first generation, when they came over, they, I mean, my father never, ever wore jeans. Never. (laughs) Never seen my, or trainers. Never. You know, you would never see my father in trainers or jeans or jogging bottoms. None of those. No way, you know. And I remember seeing my dad's tailored garments, right? Um, and I used to like them so much. I used to think, my dad taught me how to do a tie, right? Right. <laughs> because, my, because I was like, Dad, how do you do a tie? And he said, come on, let me teach you. And my dad taught me how to put a tie on or how to do a tie, you That's know? That's beautiful. And yeah. it was like, maybe from there onwards, I was going that way, you know? I was actually going towards menswear, but I didn't know. And people say to yeah. me... Um, did you not want it to sew and all that stuff? No, I was riding my bike, climbing a tree, <laughs> climbing a wall. <laughs> you know, all the stuff that, you know, as Charles said, you were a bit tomboyish. It's like, yep, yep, because I had a brother, you know, and my cousins. Right, yeah. And I was always the, oh, God, they always used to make me the goalkeeper. Always. <laughs> always. You know when you you have your cousins around, right? Right, Samela, you're going to be a goalkeeper now. It's like, I hate football. You're being one. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. I mean, fun. I know, Doing and um, chasing after the ball once it's gone through your legs. Yeah. Oh God, I'd be like right at the side, and they would say, "You're supposed to save the ball." Oh, I want to go <laughs> inside. It's too cold, you know. Um, yeah. But the funniest thing is, right? My dad would be watching a lot of these. I mean, Bollywood films, and in um, in when he was in India and all that stuff when he was younger, like your dad, he would go and sneak out and just go and watch Bollywood films. And I think yeah. that's where they got their style from, you know, um, like Devon totally. and, uh, uh, you know, like um, Dilip Kumar, Raj Kumar. And all. right, you guys don't know who we're talking about. And, um, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Bollywood film stars. The Bollywood um, film podcast, yes. Yeah, we're going to do a Bollywood po- um, uh, podcast, I am actually, about these guys. Um, have a look at their clothing because absolutely beautifully tailored garments very tailored what they used to wear and they're very they were style icons you know and when you look at these images because i was looking at them yesterday funny enough and um i just thought my god they were dressed so well you know 
Yeah, completely. And when you, I, I, I listened to the podcast where you were being interviewed as well. When you said that about your dad, it really struck a, a chord with me as well. Because my, my dad wasn't so tailored. Like, he'd always dress very well, but he wasn't yeah. as heavily tailored. But my granddad would wear a suit and tie every day as well. And he used to run a shop. Like, wow. he was just, yeah, running a corner shop in his suit and tie. It's like, it was just the, the most amazing thing every day. My dad was a chef, right? And he had to go yeah. in wearing a tie. Um, you know, well-dressed, you know, suit and a tie. And his sh- I don't know about your dad, but their shoes always used to be shiny. <laughs> my dad, I mean, I used to sh- come near my dad, right, with my trainers all filthy and all that stuff. You know, just look at it and say, why? Why don't you just clean yeah. them up? It's like, you don't need to. And he would tell me so, why yeah. he had to clean his shoes up because he said, if you go into work, and he was a chef, right, and he said, yeah. if you go into work, right, and they see you um, wearing the shoes like that, they would just tell you to go back home. And you just think, really? Are you kidding me, Dad? I would have just said, if I go back home, I'm not coming back. <laughs> 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 and he said, well, you know, times have changed, haven't they? He was telling me they have, <laughs> you know. Well, I was eight years old, right, and I was watching my dad wearing a tie, and I said, Dad, I want to learn how to do a tie because it looks really interesting. And my dad said, go on, and yeah. he, and he got, got a tie, and he said, right, and he taught me how to do a tie. So um, that was my first instrument of knowing how men's wear tie works, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, was, it, it is a beautiful moment because if you think about it, I never thought, that I would be in menswear. You know, I wanted to be an astrophysicist. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, that, that was the other thing that struck me. I was like, I, I wanted to be an astrophysicist. No way. Really? Learned what it involved. I went to Warwick University to meet some astrophysicists and I was like, oh no, this, this sounds really difficult. <laughs> oh, my physics was really crap. I didn't understand. I couldn't figure <laughs> out physics. And being dyslexic, right, I think it got even worse. And I just thought, this is giving me headache. <laughs> So I really didn't do well in my GCSEs in physics. It's just like, I think they threw the paper away with my physics. (laughs) You know, but going back to menswear. So Bollywood and, you know, how you were saying how your father, um, you know, from there onwards. And that's how you kind of captured it. Is that, would I say that's how you got to know about menswear more? Yeah, I think that's that's how kind of the... uh, the, the germ of kind of in, it sort of germinated this thing about enjoying menswear, yeah. um, enjoying just enjoying clothes. But kind of the current incarnation of what what I wear, I think I, I think a lot of that is 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 just from that explosion of of social media and, and and blogs like Permanent Style in the last sort of five, six, seven, seven years. It's just given people that are not in the industry and not plugged in in the same way just access to so many resources and so much inspiration and it kind of demystifies some of the process Um, because I do remember going into some of these sort of these menswear shops that are you know a step when you when you've been shopping at Topshop and that's yeah. not Topshop, Top Man in my case, <laughs> Gap and, and Zara. Oh, yeah. Going to somewhere like somewhere like Drake's, for example, yeah. it was very intimidating. Um, but nowadays, with all that information that's online, with all the Instagram accounts, with menswear people wearing this stuff, you can get so much information without even before you've even gone into the shop. So you can walk in feeling quite informed and yeah. a bit more relaxed once you step through the doors. Because mm-hmm. you kind of know, okay, this is the price of something. 
This is how it's supposed to look. This is what I might be able to pair it with. So you feel a little bit more informed. And once you're informed, I think you can relax a bit. Whereas when I first started going to the shops, I was like, I have no idea how much anything's going to cost. I have no idea how I'm supposed to combine anything. So these guys do something like, like a complete nut of fraud. And so you'd be like panicking as you walk through the shop. And of course, once you go in there, they're the sweetest guys in the world. They're so helpful. They're so friendly. We just didn't know that at the time. We just yeah. think it's kind of a, some exclusive club. And what it's done, so what social media has done, um, it's just demystified the whole process and made it a lot more accessible, which I think is is a good thing for both the retailer and, and the consumer. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right, because I went into Drake's um, during the, like, actually a few months back, about two or three months ago, I actually went yeah. there to see Ben. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. he wasn't there. And it's like, after, after a year or so, it's saying to him, I'll come in, I'll I'll come in and say hello to you, Ben. I'll come in and say hello. Went in there and they said, he's left. I figured, are you kidding me? <laughs> After all this, I've come in all the way through a certain part of London to see Ben and he's not here. I was like, huh? <laughs> you leave? You know, and, and it was because I'm, I'm, I love jazz, right? A lot. And yeah. um, I went into Drake's and basically, and the colours, I mean, I love, I mean, colour is very important to me. And especially in yeah. menswear, and um, went in there, and I just felt like, oh my god, I've come home. <laughs> you know? There was like yes. menswear. There was like the most amazing colours. Uh, Michael's got everything right. Um, you know, the creative director of Drake's, he's got it so right. Yeah. And the music was on, jazz was on, and the guys were amazing. They were really, really friendly bunch there. You know, and um, we just sat there talking to them for a few minutes, quite a good few minutes. Um, yeah, and it all kind of worked because when you look around, it all really fits in with each other. And yeah, I think it's one of those um, brands that they've thought of it really, really well, and it works. You know, complete, completely, and that's that. Yeah, and that store in particular, they've done, they made it into a great space. I think like it is somewhere where you can spend time in, and I think that's. Mm. That's that's a, a, a great achievement, and on the colours side, I totally agree. Especially their Drake scarves. Like every every season when they bring out their scarves, I'm like, oh my god, there's at least six of that, six scarves that I want. I mean, how many scarves does one person need? But <laughs> so always looking at the, the colours of their scarves, the prints, they just yeah. the design. They're just yeah. beautiful, totally beautiful. Who else do you think would be level to that in menswear? Oh. I think, yeah, it's hard who to compare Drake's with because they've just done such a good job of pulling together kind of the classical side um, and and the and the contemporary. Um, I think, yeah, like I mentioned, I think the the anthologies is 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 a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not not in terms of the colours, but the guys at Sweden Salmon Amel. Yeah, their their tailoring is beautiful, and the, the way it's it's styled, it's just it's it's very chic, um, it's very elegant, but it's very wearable as well. Which is the other thing with Drake's, it's it's very wearable, um, and I think they've done the same, um, but from a slightly more refined end of the spectrum, where you go, oh, okay, so you're wearing you're wearing a suit, but the way it's styled, maybe with with a with a, with a cashmere polo or with with soft shoes, it just it. It just plays everything down, softens all the edges of, the, of that suit. So I could see how you could wear that on an evening out and not feel like you're too 
too trussed up and you know too fussy um they're just they've done an amazing job with that what's your least thing that you don't like about menswear oh oh (laughs) i think you know what i think communication actually um i think i think yeah because i think menswear brands they're brilliant at visual communication and visual storytelling that's that's their bread and butter right yeah but there's still times when kind of the the verbal and written communication leaves can can be i think it just can be improved and okay. um, i'll give you two, two examples if that's okay one yeah. is on on websites where they're charging you know a, a, a decent amount of money for for a shirt for let's say a shirt and the description is 100 cotton yeah and that's it so no you need to give me more this is an expensive shirt and i understand some of the reasons why it's expensive okay, but you need to yeah. give me more than that it's just, yeah. I, you know you've got to tell me why I, I, yeah. more. yeah you're saying that you've got to tell me why i should buy you buy your product for that amount and if you're just telling me it's just cotton tell me the whole, st- exactly. whole story <laughs> please <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah exactly exactly right and the, the other example i was going to give is if you ever um working with kind of bespoke tailors um, or make made to measure tailors just that they, in s- some instances um and it is improving but the, the, the communication around your order your product i think that's the one thing that can it can improve um there's still there's still a sort of a in, in some scenarios this idea that you know oh it, it, it'll work itself out don't worry um we'll, we'll get around to it um but just kind of when you again when you're paying that much money yeah um I think you just need to keep people informed. And I think people understand if things go wrong, if there's delays for whatever reason, yeah. um, maybe because there's no petrol and they can't drive your order. <laughs> yeah, at the moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But people understand. They just, you just need to, you just need to talk to people. What's your, what, what about with the clothing? What kind of things that you just don't like in menswear clothing? The part of clothing. Ooh. Because I had a conversation yeah. about with Ben about white socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard you were just dead, dead set against it. Oh my god, it was so funny. Um, we're going to have a debate about it, actually, me, Ben, and we're, I'm going to actually call a few more of you guys on this debate. And um, yes, the White Sox symposium. Yeah, and some yeah, of us women are going to come Scott on Fraser it to say, as well. Yeah, we've got um, a, a London-based menswear designer and, and a, uh, a staunch, staunch advocate of the uh, of the of white socks on men. Yeah, we're going to discuss this about white socks because some of my uh, <laughs> friends, we, we, the women, we were like, nah, not white socks on men. <laughs> you know? Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't mind white socks. I kind of, I'm more like an off-white sock. I think it's a really bright white sock, I kind of struggle, but like a little off-white sock, I'm okay with that. But I think what I don't, this, what I don't like, I think just personally, like, I think in, in, in an effort to dress down tailoring um a lot of a a lot of guys have been wearing um lovely tailored clothes with it with a baseball cap yeah um and i think that that seems to be a bit a a bit of a mini trend within our kind of mini mini menswear bubble yeah um and that's something i'd never quite worked for me maybe because i look kind of daft in hats anyway um (laughs) so that's probably the reason to be honest i'm just just jealous um but i think that's one that i'm like oh i'm not sure that's that one's for me um, I'm not very fond of um, sandals or flip flops. Oh. <laughs> wearing flip, flip, Well, yeah, like flip flops or because I think a nice a nice sandal. 
No, um, sandal, but not with socks. It's like, um, <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, that's something that you just think, oh, no, that's gone wrong. But I must admit, Ben actually can ca- carry the white socks off really well. I'm, I've got to give my hat off to him because he's, he's done it really well. And um, I actually told him, I said, yeah, okay. And recently when they um, they posted an um, image of all of them, they've gone to Devon or somewhere. And it was so yes. funny. Yeah, yes. it was hilarious because I had to send him a message and said, we've got to have a debate about white socks. <laughs> you know? yes. And he said, you're on, let's do this. <laughs> you know? But well, yeah. yeah, I mean that would have that would have been the perfect time. I, I saw that that motley crew; they were all fantastic dressers of great great people in the menswear industry. And I think yeah, it was were they wearing white socks on on the trip? Was that the yeah? Well, no, I caught? don't know because I think um, Ben and uh, Jake's. I think Jake was wearing white socks, yeah. and suddenly I was just like, oh my god, they got what the white socks on, but it looks good on them. You know, it looks good on them, and I've, I must admit, I'm thinking, oh my god, it looks all right with them them wearing it. it. They can carry it, and I said, oh, you're wearing white socks. We've got to talk about the white socks. We've got to have a debate about white socks. And he said, right, let's have it. <laughs> and he, he suggested it. He said, let's have a debate on about white socks. <laughs> you're on I I think Jake was wearing his with his dinner suit as well I know and it's like wow and I'm thinking okay (laughs) it's a different level now (laughs) (laughs) you know Um, I wanted to talk to you a bit about um, on a serious on a not a serious matter on a yeah it can be on a touchy subject diversity and I wanted to ask you how you've felt have you come across it people treating you slightly differently um or how have you found it at all yeah i I think i mean personally in my industry um in in insurance not i've not had any particular issues i mean i i work for quite a big organization you know obviously we hire a lot of science graduates and maths graduates and economics graduates so you just just there's always going to be quite a, a, a lot of a lot of Asian representation at, at, at the graduate level, at, at, certainly. I'm not going to um, say a word there. In the menswear world, but in the menswear world, I think, yeah, the, I think it, it it is quite a white world, mm-hmm. um, and I think and that's why sometimes some some things. Um, I kind of approach some clothing items with with, with caution as well, like with, you know the double-breasted club club blazer yeah. and with brass buttons. That's having you know a bit of a resurgence, yeah. um, and it looks fun. It looks fantastic, but it is to, to my mind, it does kind of have these connotations of 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 uh, you know sort of these these country clubs um, of 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 affluent. Um, White people. I'm like, I, I don't know if I if I wear that. Will I look a bit like I'm I'm trying to be part of that scene? I'm not kind of rejecting my my Asianness, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that so they, I think there does so that that's how it affects me on a personal level. But on an industry level, um, yeah, I think they can definitely be better representation. We've talked about kind of, and I've heard on on the podcast your your struggles, frankly. Um, of getting a foothold in this industry, yeah. Um, you know, as a woman in menswear, I imagine it's hard enough. But as a, as an Asian woman, it must be next to impossible. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I could have actually climbed the um, Himalayas by now. I would have achieved that, I think. 
With the same level of effort, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with the same, yeah, it probably, it would have been easier, yeah. I think. I would have done it and was like probably thing, sitting at home with, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I, can, I, can, I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I think, the, I mean, the other side of the coin, which I think is, is not as well documented and discussed, and I, I think it is improving, but it's just aging parents as well. We, we need to encourage our, our kids yeah, to pursue definitely. what they want to pursue. Um, and, you know, there's, there's enough barriers to entry as there are. Yeah. Um, your own parents shouldn't be put one of them. You know? yeah. um, and I think it is improving. Um, but I, there, there is still it's like this mindset that lingers of, um, you know, you want, you want a profession, you want a, a qualification that you can hang your hat on that will see you through the rest of your, your life like a medicine medical degree um, or accounting profession, a qualification, something like that. Um, but even there, you, you have to turn around to people and say, look, the, the, the working world is, is, is fierce and there's no, there's no guarantees of it. Even, even with, a, with a really good degree um, and with a, a strong um, qualification, there's no guarantees of anything these days. No, um, there isn't. in my industry, you know, some, a, a shift towards... Um, outsourcing a lot of a lot of what would be considered, I think, would be considered fairly skilled work out, out towards India and stuff. So you kind of go, oh, there's, there's nothing for certain. So maybe the best thing is just to pursue something you actually really want to do and where your passion exactly. lies. My parents used to say, "Do something that makes you happy." Whatever makes my dad always used to say, "Whatever makes you happy." Yeah, will 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 go. And, and that was that's advice that stands the test of time. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. You know, yeah, he he was he was saying, "Are you sure you don't want to be an architect?" No, Dad, I want to go and be a menswear designer. And he said, "That's fine." And he was just like, "What's the point? She's not going to listen to me anyway. She never does." <laughs> so, but my dad was absolutely fantastic. My mum was absolutely fantastic, and you know, they saw my struggles. Um, both of them saw my struggles, and you know, my my mum would say, "The the struggles you're going through are your strength." And one day yeah. you will achieve it. Um, one day those struggles will, you know, you'll learn a lot from them. And I have actually learned a lot. I've learned um, a lot from the struggles. But one thing that I must admit is the passion for menswear was exactly, actually it's more, it actually grew more as I struggled more. Um, right. And that's what I think. I think, as I said, if I didn't struggle as much, I don't think I would have loved it so much. I would have been passionate about it so much. Because I did struggle so much, I was more. I am more passionate about it. And and I think you could either move it into a negative form. And trust me, it's something like um, that I've spoken to a few others who have come from the diversity you know, area kind of thing, uh, who are Bain community. And we've all said it, same thing, that, yeah, we struggled. And we kind of, I mean, I kind of turned it into a positive kind of note, um, even though I was going through all the crap and all that stuff. But I just had to believe that, you know, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. I'm going to carry on. And I don't really care. If you have a problem with me, that's your problem. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. Amen. Full stop. Yeah. You know, but I'm one of these days. I'm definitely making a cardigan saying um, you can't put an Indian button on a cardigan <laughs> on a man's cardigan. <laughs> definitely coming. You know, and that is one thing I'm going to actually make so soon. Is I have to now. I think. <laughs> I 
know. But you're right. Um, it does start with parents, with our parents. Um, and I hope that some of our parents actually just allow the children just to, you know. Do you think the reason why they don't tell their children to go into these kind of um, trade or in this kind of field because they haven't seen much success yeah, no, completely. And sorry, just just to sort of close my thoughts. Well, it's not to deny that there aren't massive issues um, on the side of kind of re- recruitment and development of, of of you know Asian talent and stuff. But I was just that was just one element of it. I no, 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 that's kind of not yeah. discussed as much. And I think I, I think you're 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 right. I think especially especially at our parents that that first generation. You know, they they, they come from a society and a culture where yeah. there is no social safety net. Um, the idea of kind of building up capital, there was no guarantees of anything because they, they, they didn't always own, in India, they didn't always own property. There was no, there was no faith in, in the institutions to, to look after them. Um, they were always kind of like a, a, an act of God or a bit of misfortune away from, you know, things not, 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 not working out well for them. Whereas, once, and so there's the, the, that fear pervades, I think. Well, once you come over here and you're like, okay, well, no, no, you've got, you, you'll have a pension and this healthcare is free and you can build up some savings and you can trust the banks that they're not going to make your money. Uh, so it's okay, you kind of, but it takes a while to get out of that idea that it's okay, you're not, you're not going to be destitute. So it's okay. But that fear is there, I think, for, for real. And, and certainly in my family. I think at the moment, right, I think a lot of people, like, because there's not been, um, being an artist or being in the trade, like fashion or something, it's starting to, um, you, you can see more diversity happening at the moment. But I think there's always a fear that, you know, as you said, nothing's actually guaranteed. You could be a um, an accountant or you could be a lawyer and you could lose your job, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the way they see it is, yeah, but you can actually get another job to be another lawyer because um, or an accountant because you always need a lawyer or an accountant or a doctor. Do you see what I mean? I mean, as an artist, if you actually lose a job, who needs an artist? And it's not just, I don't think it's just Asians. I think it's also the society kind of brings it out that if you're an artist, you know, you're never going to get a job. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to have money. You're never going to, you know, that kind of, kind of, of thinking way and I think I think at the moment with social media and everything I think it's changing yeah. rapidly it's changing huge I mean like yourself right you've come from insurance but you're doing menswear as well and it's brilliant and it's like hold on when you said that to me I'm thinking what how did you get to this bit <laughs> <laughs> you know but that's what I'm saying about it it's like everyone's coming from different angle and they come into one thing and you can see that it's changing it literally is changing. It's taking time, but it's changing slightly. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing. That's, that's the clash between the cultures of, of, yeah. of duty versus agency. Asian yeah. culture is very much about the duty to your your family and to your next to the, to the next generation. Mm. Um, whereas, kind of my, my view of Western cultures is, is a lot more about individual agency and around what your life is going to going to look like. And I'm not saying one is right and the other's wrong, but I think there are pros and cons to, to both sides. And I think on the duty side, sometimes what it can do is, is lead to a little bit of bitterness or resentment on, 
opportunities missed um, and passions lost because you're duty bound to do something because your father's done it, your father's father's done it. Um, And as a result, some of the decisions and the paths that you walk down, they're not the paths that you want to walk down, but you feel duty bound to, to do that. Um, whereas on the agency side, whatever happens in life, it's your decision. You made it. You got to look. And if it, if it goes, if it all goes to hell, that's that's on you. Um, so <laughs> it's like um, it's like something that my dad said um, when I got my masters right, MA um, at the RCA. He said it was one of yeah. his proudest moment of his life. He said it, and he's like, say, like, right, I've got to. And, you wouldn't believe it, right? I couldn't stop my dad from throwing a party. <laughs> I said, Dad, please don't throw a party. He goes, are you kidding me? I'm going to throw the biggest party ever because you got a master's degree from the Royal College of Art in menswear. And that was the most... And I always say that I am the luckiest person, I think, because my parents were so supportive and they were behind me 100%. And, and I think... Yeah, I think I'm... I'm my, dad, my dad and my mum knew that. No way... She, she ain't going to become a doctor or a liar. She, they knew this yeah. apparently at a very early age. They said, no, <laughs> this one ain't going to become like that. She's too into whatever she wants to do, she'll do it. Um, there was no way of changing well, me. Well, the most beautiful thing of that is, is it sounds like they could they, they saw you. They yeah. could see who you were. Yeah. Um, and weren't trying to impose an idea borrowed from another generation onto you. They were. They wanted you to, to fulfil whatever potential and and passion you had in, in you so they so they saw you and that's that's the that's the most beautiful thing than that it just sounded like they were really great parents yeah they were actually um one thing i wanted to ask you about was um with menswear right where do you see menswear at the moment going ah that's a, a, a huge question <laughs> yeah but, um, you know i think <laughs> has to be said <laughs> It, yeah, it does. It does, and I should, I should have known this one was coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the the, the, pan- <laughs> the pandemic is just it's shaken up so many aspects of of, of life, and I, I think menswear is is, is not going to go untouched. Yeah, um, I think there is there is there is a move. Um, I know a lot, a lot of people said this. There there is a move. Oh, well, I'd be interested. I think there will definitely be a move towards the more casual. Um, and the more relaxed wardrobe. But at the same time, I do wonder if people will rediscover the joys of dressing up for an evening out, for an occasion, because over the last 18, 20 months, they've not had those occasions that they took for granted. We all took for granted. Um, And now you kind of treasure each night out as if it was the the last night out or the first night out. Um, And maybe they'll want to, 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 to celebrate that and to, to market. So I wonder if there'll be a little bit more of a, um, on, on both sides, a resurgence on, 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 on both sides of the, the, the kind of formality spectrum. We'll, so we'll, so we'll see. I, you know, it probably will end up being more casual, but I would, I'd hope that there is a little bit more interesting people just, just kind of putting on their glad rags for a night, for a night out. <laughs> I like the way you say glad, um, glad rags, you know, just put that on, you know, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, aging myself. I don't think anybody's used the word glad rags in the 21st century, to be honest. So I'm aging myself. <laughs> how do you think? Um, how do you think? Um, does music play a big part of it now in menswear? I think, I think it does. 
Um, I think there's a lot of reference to, to, to music, not and both in terms of what um, kind of musicians have worn in the past, but just kind of moods as well. Um, do you think but it, I, there is, but I do worry sometimes where there is a, it, it is a bit of an affectation, like it's a, it's a way of kind of imparting gravitas on your brand by making it a bit jazzy. Um, it seems to be a very, it seems an easy way of, of associating yourself with, with um, authenticism and coolness. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody that does it is fake. Because they're no. absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and there's so many people like Jake. We mentioned Jake earlier. Yeah. His, his knowledge of jazz, his love of jazz is, is off the scale. But there's some people that just, just use it as a, as a prop or as a, as a, as a right. crutch. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I guess that's, that's part and parcel of, 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 of anything creative. They do, they do lean, sometimes lean a bit too heavily on other influences um, to add some ballast to their, to their ideas. So Manish, well, what what would your who is your style icon actually? Sorry. Well, my style icon. Ah, oh, um, you know, have you ever seen the movie Do the Right Thing? Yes. Spike Lee movie. It's one of my all-time favorite films, if, if not my all-time favorite film. And there's a scene in there where um, Samuel L. Jackson, who plays um, the the neighborhood DJ, he does um, what he calls the the We Love roll call. Yeah, and he says we love, and he lists off like I think it's over a hundred black musicians. Um, so it's like Sam Cooke, Louis Armstrong, right. Ella yeah, Fitzgerald, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. He just keeps going and going. And it lasts for about a minute and a half. And I often think when somebody says, "Who's just a icon?" I'm about to launch into that same kind of that same rant of we love, and then just list off a hundred guys because there are so many, so many well-dressed men with so many different elements that I'm like, now that thing there, that what they're doing there, I love that, that bit there. So it's really hard, really, really hard for me to, to narrow it down. But, is is um, that where you get your I inspiration love... from then when you actually do your images and all that? From all these, from, yeah, from so, from so many different people. I like, I like, I, it's not a, it's not a, um, a, um, particularly long-running series, but I have a little series on there called Sartorial um, Mozart. Yeah. Um, where I, ba- I basically on the, on the premise that if if um, good borrows genius steals, then I must be a Sartorial Mozart because I'm literally stealing this look in wholesale <laughs> from somebody else um, and just just copying, <laughs> just either intentionally or unintentionally, I've copied it and I'm like, oh my god, that's that outfit that Alex Kovekovich was wearing two years ago. <laughs> I saw a photo of it and I'm wearing the exact same elements. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all, I'm always, I'm always kind of magpieing off, 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 um, off style icons. But I think one's current that I really like, um, Ethan Newton of Bryson's, I always love how he puts an outfit together. Um, Buzz of the anthology. I love his, uh, the colors that he uses. Um, and there's an Italian chap called Gerardo, I hope I get this yeah. right, Cavalieri. Yeah. Cavalieri. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's got, I, I just love his attitude with the, the way he wears his clothes. He just looks, yeah, he looks fan, fantastic. Are you going off to pity? <laughs> I've never been. I've never, oh, they want me you should go. You should go. <laughs> a, a chicken men's way. Have you been? Yeah, I've been three times. How are we? 
How is it? I've I've had um, some it, you know I've had some tales of. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Um, it's 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 good. It's good. Um, I've never seen so many men who are dressed so well. You know. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. It's um, it's unbelievable. It's um, you know, it's it's great. You have you must go one day um, just to go and see what it's like. Um, I've been a few times, um, but the atmosphere is amazing. The atmosphere is absolutely amazing um, at Pitti in Florence. Florence is a very beautiful place as well. And Pitti is really, yeah, really beautiful. Um, well, Pitti is in Florence and it's beautiful. And it's very, you know, it, it's it's great in a sense because you just like doing menswear yourself. You just feel like you belong there, basically. It's like a massive, massive community, you know. And it's like everyone's coming from everywhere. So you've got all these kind of guys who come and, you know, they come in, they're wearing the most amazing garments amazing clothing yeah. amazing style but from all different kind of from the globe so it's not just from italy it's not from england i mean they're coming from everywhere yeah. and you can see the sense of style and it's the best place to get some reference and to do some to get ideas collection wise and everything it's the best place to be <laughs> i'm telling you because no t- yeah you need to go i think you need to go and have a look and have a you know and see what how you feel because it is great it is really really great fun so i i would love to i like jamie ferguson's photographs of pity in particular yeah um they're all they're always so inspiring um but kind of as a um i'm into menswear um i i know some stuff but I, you know, I feel like it's an, an industry event. So if I'm tagging along, I'm, like, I'll be, I'm just a bit apprehensive. People like, yeah, "How's this guy doing here? You know, what's he, who's he buying from? Who's he selling to?" Oh, no, 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 it's not like that. Seriously, around. don't worry about that because you know what? <laughs> okay. You don't worry about that. Just because at the end of the day, right? You'll be part of them. <laughs> so you'll yeah. be a part of the <laughs> menswear crowd anyway, and I think you are. Um, I think you already are. I don't think you realise that, but you are. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like Manish, you are. So you've 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 come you've come into menswear. So welcome I'm, to the menswear. I'm here on the podcast, so you know what what higher accolade is there? Um, what would you say to someone starting up um, if they wanted to do what you're doing? What would you say? How would you say to them to go about it? What would you say to them yeah, to I'm, start? Just well, just on the on the clothing side for, 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 for anyone is, is just to to take it slow really um, I think once you, once you start opening up this, um, this this sort of Pandora's box of menswear there's so many things that get flung yeah. out at you it's yeah. all really really exciting a little overwhelming but really exciting and it's full of new possibilities um, but that's kind of where you make the most mistakes as well when you when you rush headlong headfirst into it. Um, I'd say just just slow down, um, enjoy the process as much as the end result. Um, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again: is is get trousers. I think a lot of guys they see they they when they go on these menswear websites and these on Instagram feeds, the first thing they often notice is these tailored jackets, beautiful tailored jackets, yeah. replete with possibilities of, of, of style and cloth and colour and pattern. But the thing with tailored jackets is it's A, 
it's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. B, it's quite time consuming to have one, if you, especially if you're having one made bespoke or, or made to measure. Yeah. And C, if you don't really know what you're doing or what style you want, um, and you know, there's a, there is a real risk of, of making a bit of a cock-up and getting something that is, is just not right for you or not right for your lifestyle. Um, but I think trousers is so under valued as a building block of a men's wardrobe like i think any man that gets a few good pairs of trousers um that are versatile that cover a few different seasons and a few different colors i think they're they, you know you can i think you can look really well put together with, with, with some good trousers and you know whether it's and then on top a, a shirt a jumper something but I, but i think that's such an underrated part of of, of, of dressing um you're so right. You're so right. I'm telling you, you're so right because the trousers <laughs> is very, very important. Um, it is so important in menswear. Um, I think you've got that <laughs> totally. Just hit the nail on the on the coffin there. <laughs> you know? The coffin. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it's like you're right there. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Because once you get the trousers, or even if you're designing the trousers, or if you um getting the colour of the trousers wrong. That yeah. outfit ain't gonna look good. <laughs> that outfit ain't gonna look yeah. good. Yeah. And I think that's that's when I when I see guys on a night out in in, in London, I, you know, they might well be wearing a you know a nice enough shirt and nice enough shoes. But it's always the thing that my eye always goes to is, is the trousers which are usually kind of clinging on for dear life on their bums. Um, and are just just a, just a shade shade too too slim. Um, and you're like, you know what? You got you, yeah, nice pair of trousers. On you. I think you'd look great, mate. Um, it's just that's that's the thing that always sticks out. You don't you don't need to get a you know a three thousand pound bespoke Neapolitan cut sports jacket. Yeah, it's just a pair of trousers, and I think you'll look fantastic. <laughs> well, there you go. So everyone, it's just a pair of trousers. <laughs> Men's wear. Pair. You know, that's the <laughs> that's, most important. And I actually agree with him. I actually agree with you, Manish, because that trousers, if that trousers doesn't look or, or fit well, mm, got problems there. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, last of all, um, what's the future for the Daily Mirror, Manish? God. <laughs> um, I think just having conversations like this, to be honest with you. Like, Fantastic. I, like for me, for me, hobby, I'm I'm one of those people whose whose hobbies and passions and interests is really just an excuse to meet people. I think that's kind of what I like. I'm, yeah. I consider myself a bit of a sort of a people person. Um, so the best thing about the site has just been chatting to to people like yourself, thank you, um, and other people that are just really genuine, really interested to hear your take on things, want advice on how a, a, a jacket from, from uh, Anglo-Italian fits um, or want advice on do you think this outfit looks good, want to meet up for a beer and I've met, I've met people from, from Instagram, they're the sweetest people. Um, so it's just, yeah, just utilising it as a, as a tool to just to, to make connections with people, to deepen my understanding because um, I really... Um, I'm a novice compared to some of the people that you've had on on the show, like 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 Ben. Um, yeah, and that, that that's it. And just keep growing, keep learning, and, and and making making friends like yourself. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm gonna actually say um, we're gonna have a podcast 
very soon about Bollywood actors. Okay. Right, Manish, we, we're going to do this. I'm going to try and find some few more of us <laughs> to come and join us. But we're going to talk about the old classic Bollywood film stars and also yeah. like the 70s film stars like or the 60s film stars. People like Shami Kapoor, Amitabh Bachchan. Oh. You yeah. know, um, Shami Kapoor, if nobody knows who Shami Kapoor is, you ha- go and have a look. He was the Elvis Presley of India. Beautiful man, beautiful you know, man. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. The, you know, his hairstyle, you know, the way he used to wear his suits, colourful, very colourful. And he was just like, he was like Elvis Presley of India, basically. Um, but yeah, would you like to do that one day, Manish? Have a podcast? I would, I would. I would love that. I'd love that. My, I can hear. I can already hear my dad weeping at home with joy. So oh, finally, bless him. Finally. You know, and um, <laughs> I think, I think what during the Christmas or something, I think we're going to do a podcast. And Charles is just like Charles be over the moon. He was like, "Okay, is that what we're going to do? We're going to do a podcast about Bollywood film stars, men." Perfect. We need, and but I think we need, we need a view, a, a recommended viewing list as well to, to supplement that. Well, um, yeah, I mean, um, people will listen to this and you know what? They have to because at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's talking about other cultures who are in menswear um, and who, what we've seen as well. And so I think, yeah, I'm going to do it now, actually, Manish. So would you like to do a podcast about Bollywood film stars? I, in, in the words of Shani Kapoor in Jungle Yahoo! Yes, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Manish, for coming on Menswear by a Woman on the second season. Here come the men. Thank you so much for taking part of it. And um hope to speak to you very soon. And here comes this part two of Bollywood film stars in menswear. Samela, so, so it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, and wish you all the best. Thank you, Manish. Thank you so much.